created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread and our guest, Holly Robinson Peep. So, welcome again to YNS Live with NFL Thread. This show is sponsored by Shutterstock Editorial. Wherever we are, they're going to be taking pictures and we're going to go into this whole thing where we're going to tell you all about that. And that's with the, um, the NFL thread luncheon and the different events that we're going to be doing the week of the Super Bowl. And that is one of the reasons why we have Holly here, where we're going to dive into her story, but then get into why the three of us are up on stage here. And, um, and this is really exciting. So I am going to let you, Cynthia, introduce Holly. Oh, my goodness. It's a pleasure to introduce Holly, who we go way back to our Philadelphia days together. Um, probably one of my most favorite moments was training camp when we just sat in the hallway with our babies in the room sleeping and checked on them the whole the whole night. That was just a beautiful night. But I'm so happy and consider Holly such a great friend. And I'm so proud to be a part of Off the Field and to have Holly be one of our amazing co-chairs this year um, and have our beneficiary be something that's so special to all of us, the Holly Rudd Foundation. So it's, it's a it's a big month. We've been really busy. Um, Holly, Sharice Brown and Cookie Johnson are just killing it for us. And we just hope to do the same for them um, this year, you know, with Holly Rod being the beneficiary. So thank you for joining us today to talk about all this and more. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I don't know how we're going to get our long history of friendship in, in this little <laughs> bit of time, but we're going to do our best. Um, it's my honor to be on with you guys. I love this platform. Never been here before. And it's so cool. Um, and yes, uh, Cindy and I go way, way back to our football wife days, uh, especially in Philadelphia, which were very memorable. I'm from Philly, so it was an extra uh, ex extra interesting experience to be there. But, you know, what I found was, you know, I, I did find a lot of friendship with uh, other wives. But Cindy always stood out to me as one of the most compassionate. She was so talented with her photography and she just kind of got me. I just, I think we just kind of got each other. And so I'm just thrilled to be able to talk to you again, Sin, and then, and, and, and Julia, just to be here with the three of you, the two of you, the three of us, <laughs> and, uh, and talk about all this exciting stuff that we have going on for Super Bowl and then whatever else you want to ask me. Right. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. And I love, this is one of the things. So when, you know, Erica and Rachel were on here, I love seeing you guys interact. It makes me like so happy. And I call myself like the lay person, the outside person, but just being able to see like you guys get so excited and you can just see the love for the community that you guys have, so, which is, which is amazing. So I want to start with your Philly days because I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. I don't know if you know this, but I actually babysat the Zordich kids in um in Morristown where I grew up and that's how since way way back and then we started I interviewed her on my podcast because I was interviewing people that followed a passion and I remember being a 16 and 17 year old girl watching Cindy and being in awe just being like she is so cool she's such an amazing family amazing kids and look at her and this was right when she started taking the pictures so it was really cool to see unfold so I go back to remember that and I asked her to be on my podcast and then this whole thing kind of came about where we you know as I was talking to her and when we were kind of reminiscing and she was talking about the old days I said I need to have a platform where I can have you guys you know the the wives the spouses 
come up and talk about your experience because not many of us know. And you know, when when your husbands are traded or they're injured, like you go through a lot. And as a spouse, you hold everything. You know, you're really there as the support system. So um, I think it's just a beautiful place to be able to highlight you and the fact that you were an NFL spouse or are an NFL spouse, but then also all the stuff that you have done, <laughs> your, your background, and all of the help that you have done is just amazing. As I was reading through um, your bio, I was just in awe because you are just a really, um, just a, you're, you could see your heart and feel your heart as it came out. And I remember, you know, watching you on TV as well. Uh, and so it was really cool to kind of put together and then hear, you know, Cynthia talk and reminisce about this. So again, I'm going to go back to your Philly days. Can you give us a little bit about your background and where you grew up? Yes. Yeah, so I didn't realize you were, because that's Philly, I, where you grew up, that's Philly. And yes. um, Philly really extends all the way to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Like it just, <laughs> that Philly area is, um, you, it's a very, a very distinguished and identifiable. Um, yeah, I grew up in Philadelphia. I was born there. Um, my dad was a local television personality at WCAU. And uh, my mom was a school teacher, and then she became a local television personality at KYW. So we had a lot of local TV connection. But then he got this big, big, giant job in New York called Sesame Street. And that was a crazy time because I was only um, five or six years old. This is in 69, 68, 69. And, and I, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what are you doing? Because it was so groundbreaking that when he was trying to explain it to me, I was like, yeah, good luck with that. That didn't sound like anything I'm watching on TV right now. He was like, Holly, it takes place at a city block, like just like our block here in Wadsworth Avenue, like and everyone comes out just like we have block parties. And I was like, wow, OK, because, you know, that was back in the day. That was like Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Rod. There wasn't anything where you saw where I saw children who looked like me. So my dad went on to New York and, and did this great show. And then he ended up bringing a lot of our friends from the block up. And it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, and then somewhere in there, my parents got divorced and my mom decided she was going to flee uh, to California in search of a better life, which is the whole like second chapter of this crazy life. And but it was it was a really my, my Philadelphia um, roots are so strong. And anybody who's from Philly knows this. Like You, you can move to Timbuktu, but you are still, <laughs> Philly is always inside you and lives inside you. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I, I love those days, but I didn't have more Philly days, real Philly days again, until the Eagles came along and Rodney was playing for the Eagles. And that was very complex because um, when you, as you know, Eagles fans are passionate <laughs> is the nicest way I can put it. <laughs> and my relatives are no different. And I was just telling somebody the other day, the story about how, uh, the hardest thing to play in Philadelphia was that my own relatives would be yelling at my husband from the stands from the tickets that we got them. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. So, I mean, it was, it was, the, I'm sorry, you guys, I have a, a, a errant eyelash. So if I keep doing this, let's just keep it real. Yeah. Yeah, please. This, I is, this is what today, this is about. I, okay. Note, note to self. I decided today to try a new type of eyelash. One they said was self-adhesive, but it ain't sticking. So if I keep going like this, that's about it. Just keep doing it. Keep yeah. <laughs> and if it, if it starts to fly off, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll... I can feel it. I can feel it fluttering away. It's not on properly, but you know what? It's all good. That's what I get for trying something new on game day. Right. <laughs> 
But that's amazing. But I can totally, and I love how you told that story because I can totally picture your relatives being like, uh, you know, Holly, what, what's, what's he doing? I mean, so I married a New Yorker who's a Giants fan. So it is very funny. He's from the Bronx. So it's very funny, you know, because I still, you know, Eagles, my whole family is Eagles, Eagles, but my kids are not there. You know, my, my husband's like, oh, no, 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 no. You will be a Giants fan. <laughs> um, so Holly, tell I, them about your book, though. I loved when you did yes. this because we were in Philly so- together. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're talking about my book. My really? book. Yeah, so I did. I made a book because um, basically because my my girlfriends were so naive. Not my Cindy girlfriends, but my other girlfriends were so naive to what football was. Like, really didn't even get get the um, the X's and O's or just anything. Like, what the score was called? Was it a home run? Was it a touch? You know. So I wrote this little guide for them, and then someone said you should go around and see if you think someone wants to pick that up. And so I did write a football book and it was part um, football X and O's. It was part my crazy life as a football wife. And it was part like an homage to my dad who bled Eagle Green in a way that's not even normal. Um, and thank God that he lived long enough to see me marry an Eagles quarterback. Actually, on the night of our wedding, he got traded from Dallas, of all places, to Philly. So that was the biggest wedding gift my father Oh, my God. Oh my God that must have been <laughs> My dad was like, how do you expect me to root for my son-in-law? Like, this is... And then that night, we made the announcement at the wedding that he was now an Eagle. So Perfect. all my relatives were so happy. Um, but, um, but, okay, eyelash acting crazy. But, um, so I decided to write a book, and it was called Get Your Own Damn Beer. I'm watching the game. Open Sky <laughs> to Loving Pro Football. And it was great, and it did really well. But it got outdated so fast because once social media came along, and I think they even shifted the NFC, uh, NFC North even a little. So I have to reboot that book. Please do it. It's, yeah. It's very dated, but it, it still was a, a labor of love and so much fun to write. And I love that. And I also, because when I saw that, I like totally laughed out loud. But what made you pick the title? Like, was there a lot of different titles? Was that something that you just said? So can you take us a little through that, Tiny? Awesome. There, was a, there were many different titles. And one was... Um, uh, I gotta go, girl. The game is on. You know, stuff like that. It was just stuff like I would be saying. And I remember one time, someone, one of Rodney's friends, was over or something and said, "Hey, hey, you want to get me a beer?" And I was like, "Get your own damn beer. I'm watching the game." And I'll, <laughs> they all laughed, and I thought, "Oh, that's, that's, that's so how funny. Happened. That's excellent." That right, that's perfect. And I mean, you've written. I mean, so not only are you an actress, you also have written a lot of other books as well. Am I correct on that one? Yeah, Get Your Own Damn Beer was my first book, and then I've written three others. Um, two called one called My Brother Charlie, which is a children's book about autism, a beautiful picture book, and then another book called Same But Different, which was sort of the follow up to that, the middle school version of that, and what happens in middle school to children with autism and the struggles. And now we have another book coming out in July called Charlie Makes a Splash. That's the follow-up to my brother, Charlie. We're really, really excited about these books. Oh, my gosh. I, that's amazing. That is a, that's amazing. And were you ever, like, did you ever aspire to write a book? Was that something that you had in your system that you were like, I always wanted to write a book? Or was it just kind of how life played out? Well, my dad, beyond being Gordon from Sesame Street, was a writer. He's a writer, so, right. Yeah, that's how that's that's what he did. And he ended up, actually, after he left Sesame Street, he went on to write uh, for the Waltons, Sanford and Son, Eight is Enough, um, the Jeffersons, like really iconic shows. And right. he wrote books and plays and um, 
And just, and so I have that writer DNA in me. So I always felt like, okay, I want to do this. Um, I just don't know what I want to write about yet. And I really want to write a memoir. That's, that's like, that's sort of high on my bucket list. Beautiful. And I'm talking about doing that because it's just the, the, the ups and downs. I feel like I've lived enough life at 57 to go, all right, it's time to write. You know, sometimes you see these 18, 19 year olds writing a memoir in my life. I'm like, where are you? I ain't even lived. <laughs> memoir about. Right. Um, so feel like I'm there now. I like it. I love that. And so I love, so your dad really instilled the writing into you because I did read about, you know, I mean, how passionate he was about it as well. Because sometimes when you have a parent that does one thing, sometimes kids, you know, go to that. And then other times kids are oh like, whoa, I'm not doing so that. I was so intimidated. I was so intimidated to write and I was so intimidated to show, I was intimidated to show him my thesis papers in college right. because that's how right. brilliant and what an amazing writer he was. He was highly critical of everybody, of everything, because he just was that brilliant and bright. And so that was, that was scary. It was definitely scary. And um, didn't uh, really get the chance for him to see before he passed away, him to see my my books, but I think he would have been very happy because he wrote children's books too. So I had one that I, you know, I kept around that I always look through as inspiration. Hold on, hold on. I just saw it peek out at me. So this oh, is- Oh, I the, love that. It's, it's so old, you guys. It's from like 1970. But it's Wait a minute. I didn't even know that. See, now I've, I need to start searching for that too. See, this is something you I have one, like. Cindy, save it. But uh, like the, it was so, I mean, these five stories in here and I used to read these to my kids. And so I was so inspired. So before I started writing, um, the, the, my brother, Charlie, I literally went back and looked and read this book and was like, okay, this is my inspo. I love that. That was one of my favorite things, Juliet. Um, I think eBay just came out. And you could just kind of like bid on things. And I saw a Sesame Street album or, you know, I always like to thrift. So I would go out and I would see the albums. And so I would collect them for Holly and send them because he was the original Gordon. So right. I always imagine with the twins, especially because that's who was first. Like imagine listening to your grandpa on a record and it's Sesame Street, you know. So I would start collecting them and just finding them, some of them pretty ratty, but some of them in good condition and get them to her because it was like, to me, I was like, I would want that of my dad. You know, my God, what a keepsake. That's so cool. And this is why we connected in Philly. Like this is her heart. This is what she does. And no <laughs> one asked her to do it. She just does it. Some of my most favorite photos that I've ever, you know, of our career in football have been Cindy Zordich specials. Oh. And so, so that's, that, that meant the world to me because that is legacy, you know, and, and if anybody gets a chance, um, there is a documentary right now that's on HBO max called street gang. Um, and it's about the first, you know, how Sesame Street started. So really features my dad and, oh my and, and you got to watch it. You will love it. And then, you know, extra credit if you spot a five-year-old me in there. Uh, that oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, the producers didn't tell us that they were going to put me in. And uh. I came up and I saw it. I, I just, I had like a moment. But we, me, my mom and my brother and I got to tell the story of my dad's tenure there, his time there. And we got to tell the story of Roosevelt Franklin, who was his Muppet, who was really, um, I think Cindy sent me a couple Roosevelt Franklin records, but um, really iconic uh, and a little ahead of his time. Uh, and telling that story about why Roosevelt kind of went away. Um, but anyway, get a chance. Street Gang, how so, we got to Sesame Street, I think is what it's called. I love that. And I, I was totally loved 
I loved Sesame Street and then my children, you know, so I mean, Sesame Street was big. I was born in 1974. So it was, you know, really, really big in in us growing up. So I absolutely love that street gang. Is that what you said? I'll put this in the show notes. I think a street gang is subtitles how we got the Sesame Street. Oh, that's you, so great. It's such a good watch, you guys. I'm not just saying that because we're in it. No. You know, I was actually really nervous to do it because I wanted to represent my dad's legacy so well. And they cut the heck out of that and have never before seen footage that I just blew me away. So really oh, excited. That's so awesome. I just can't even imagine. So special. And I also love, you know, Cynthia, you, it is Cynthia's heart. It's Cynthia's heart. So I just want to really quickly, Rachel McKenzie said, Holly is phenomenal and truly an honor to support her and the Holly Rod Foundation inspired by Fashion on the Spectrum and her dedicated efforts to support and educate others on autism and Parkinson's. So I just wanted to share that. I love that. Um, That's great, Rachel. That's great. And I love the title Fashion on a Spectrum. Love that title. Love it. Shout out to you guys for picking that title. It's just, it really touches something. You know, there's like we were talking about, get your own damn beer. The words, like titles are important. They draw Mm -hmm. you in and they really set the theme of of whatever you're doing. And I think the fashion on the spectrum is just such a great name for it. Because there's so much to that, right? There's, I mean, that's what I love about it because your mind can go to so many different things and then learning more about what you're doing and, um, you know, just really giving a voice to, to the autistic community is just so special. We're dyslexic in, in my house. And so I always, you know, love when people speak out about, you know, things that are, you know, people that learn different or do things different. And, yeah. and I think it's just so important because not everyone, you hear some stories, but it's really good to hear all stories and, mm-hmm. and success stories, but then also the struggles as you go through. And then when you come out, you know, with this successful day, it's like, you know, so, so beautiful to be able to celebrate. So I love that you're, you know, really out there, um, you know, and, and having this platform. And I think one of the things, Cynthia, this is always brings me back right with, with you, um, with the women that have come on here is that you guys do so much. It, it blows my mind. I mean, I'm a mom, I have dogs, you know, my kids are in sports. I have a husband, I have, you know, a a business, but it blows my mind also of the kindness. And, um, and I believe it was Rachel, what she said, and I always say it wrong, right? Cynthia, I always repeat it back wrong, but you know, when, when you have great power, you have great, um, Cynthia, you, can you, do you remember what I'm talking about? What Rachel said? That responsibility, like, you know, yes. And, um, and I just thought it was so, it's so beautiful because you re- really, you you guys really do. And so many people don't know about the fashion show and what you guys, the hard work that you put in behind the scenes. And I think it's really, really important that it is talked about. And, um, and I know, you know, Cynthia, if you want to take this to the, the next level, or if you want me to continue, because I know that Holly was in the beginning, what, 20 years ago was the first fashion show. Oh. Well, I was actually at that fashion show with all my best friends. How about it, Holly? Like that was on 2000 or 99 in Atlanta. And you brought your fashion show. And oh my goodness, like the most amazing people. And Holly and Ronnie, you guys look so beautiful. And you did such a great job at that fashion show. And then I think it was the next year that Off the Field started to do the fashion show. And that's how we've been doing it now 21 years. And it's kind of crazy full circle in that um, not only did Holly do for the first fashion show, and of course you still do all those amazing Holly Rod events that includes fashion shows a lot of times in LA. And, and I did have the pleasure of attending one of those, but also being a part of off the field, being honored by off the fo- um, field, 
as the woman of the year, which was fantastic. And then now here we are that 20 years later and you are the honorary co-chair and it's for your foundation, something that didn't exist back then that exists and is so strong right now. And for us, for all the NFL women to support you and to support what you're doing in those areas, it just, it just feels so right. It feels so good for all, for everybody. You know? I totally, I totally agree. It's such a full circle. When we start, when we brought Gridiron Glamour to um, Super Bowl, uh, we were really onto something. Um, and and I was actually very, I felt very, um, what's the word? I felt very, just very good about the fact that when we stopped doing them, that the off the field fashion shows continued and grew. Um, for us, to be honest, just going to city to city was was kind of hard with what, the work we were doing. We wanted to focus on the events that we were doing in L.A. mainly because, you know, these events are a lot of work. Right. And, um, so I was really happy to see um, the off the field fashion show just become bigger and bigger. And then when I was honored, that was just so special to me. Um, but, yes, it is a full circle moment. And so when they called me and said or when you guys called me to say, hey, you know, we want to benefit Hollywood in LA. That's a big deal. And plus, I mean, just having a Super Bowl in LA is something that I didn't even think could be possible. Mm -hmm. It always blew my mind because we're this mega market and it was like, we had no teams for so long. It just made no sense. Um, and now we've got this spectacular, probably one of the mo the best venues ever in the world. Um, and we're actually going to have Super Bowl. So yes. excited to be part of all of it. Excited to be, um, to celebrate and fellowship with, with all of these wives who I've known for so many years and have lots of stories with and, and, and uh, so many great memories. Um, and I just feel really great about it. I just, I'm so excited to be part of it and to invite our Holly Rod database and the people that support us here right. to be a part of it. And um, can't wait. And I'm looking forward to everyone showing up for us on February 11th and us really making it happen. And then you want to have a full circle moment. It's at Santa Monica place. I don't mean to date myself. I already said how old I was, but like, <laughs> I went to Santa Monica high school and I remember when they were building Santa Monica place. Well, that's great. I, because I went there and got a job at hot dog on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I promptly quit that job. I quit that job because my dignity just suffered too much in that little outfit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I went to work at Judy's and Contempo Casuals. Now you have to be a certain age to remember those fast fashion. Contempo Casuals. I remember Contempo Casuals. Yes. Forever 21. And so I just have like, you grow up in the mall was you know the mall was everything right and so i just had a moment when we were talking to the, the ladies and, and sharice and them and just saying hey you know we're on with santa monica place and every time she would say i go my mall where i grew up and i got my first little paycheck so that's right. a full circle moment that i love i love it i mean it is going to be so beautiful santa monica place they've just been such wonderful partners and like we're so excited about like that and the fact also, we would make a serious, serious impact with Holly Rod. And it's important that I say that now is the time, if sponsors are interested in taking part and in getting involved, 
All you have to do is go to offthefieldpwa.org and go to events. You can buy tickets. You can find the sponsorship deck. Um, you can even find all that information on the, my thread LinkedIn tree on Off the Fields Instagram. We are sharing it everywhere. You know, if you follow any of us, we are sharing model registration, sponsorship, ticket sales, because we have serious goals and and um, we want to make a seriously big impact in what you're doing because that's what Off the Field is all about. Being a 5013C charity is go blowing into these cities and being not just seen on the runway, but being felt for the impact in the communities and for beneficiaries. So absolutely, absolutely. and really excited that the, the the sponsors are coming in, and we, we need more. We need definitely need to get more. Mm -hmm. Super excited about Lexus coming on board. A couple other sponsors that um, have been really loyal and amazing to Holly Rod. They're like, "Oh, you're doing something suitable. Let's go!" So right. excited to use my resources and my reach and my platform to get people there. And I think we're going to have an awesome, awesome afternoon. So fun. And then Juliet is going to be there. Uh, we're going to do YNS Live through the whole weekend. So we have the luncheon on Thursday, then we have the fashion show on Friday, and we're just kind of kind of pop up everywhere <laughs> and just be anywhere we want to be and talk to whoever will talk to us. So, but we're really excited for the first time to be able to show live and have the you know the red carpet, people talking, the the guests, the mem you know the members, the board members, the chairs, like people. People don't know what women do at the Super Bowl. People don't understand. And it used to drive me crazy when everybody would be there working so hard and nobody would understand like why, what we were doing and not appreciate what we're doing. And that's why I love share. And, you know, with Fireside, it's not just sharing the voice. We're actually sharing the person. Everything that they do, what they look like, what, you know, what they sound like, what they have to say. And I'm just I'm so excited about having Juliet join us at Super Bowl. Too. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you. And I'm so honored. Yeah. So I'm so honored because it will just be really cool. Because that's the thing when Cynthia was telling me all of this stuff and then meeting all you guys, I was like, wait a second. Like, how come we don't know about this more? You know, why don't we know this should be broadcasted everywhere? You know, yeah, Super Bowl, you know, is awesome. The game is awesome. But it also should be highlighted what you guys yeah. are doing and how you're supporting and helping so many people that mm -hmm. really should be out there. And so um, I'm just excited to do that. And if you guys see the little fortune cookie kind of scrolling, you can see um, Holly, and then you can also see off the field and you can see, um, the Holly Rod foundation as well. So you guys yep. can go there. If you're, if you're driving, please don't stop. This will be, um, <laughs> we will put this in the show notes and we will have this where you guys can find this. This episode will actually go out on your next stop, probably on Thursday. Um, not not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And we'll have this all in the show notes so you'll be able to find it and share it because that's the thing. Cynthia, I love that you said that. And also you can get tickets, right? How can people yeah. get tickets? Because we've been asked, you know, by people like, well, how can we, you know, see, how can we see this? And, right. and so if you, they, go, you go to the website, you go to um, events and then you go right to the fashion show and all the tickets are on Eventbrite and it's very, very easy. Um, an easy purchase and the same thing with the sponsorship and sponsorship deck and really reach out to anybody on Instagram at, at off the field. If you have something that you want to participate in, there's the swag bags and there's just so much that people can do to get involved. So much. Yes. 
And and here's the thing. This is what I love about networking, right? So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I don't I don't have anyone, but you know what, I actually work at an agency, or I know, uh, you know, a, a marketing woman. Share this because that's what this is about. This is getting the the word out and the voice out a little bit. Holly can, and Cynthia, do you mind if I just switch it a little bit? And Holly, you tell us a little bit more about Holly Rod, the the foundation. Yeah. I you know we talked about your son who's autistic and your dad, but a little bit more about when it was started and you know and obviously it was close to your heart and and. And that's why it started, but just a little bit more about that so people can hear. Yeah, so Holly Red Foundation started in 1999, and we initially started it because we, uh, my father had Parkinson's disease. So we talked extensively about my dad and and Sesame Street and all the cool things he's done. But he was only about 45 or 46 when he was uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's, mm. and it was a devastating diagnosis. I mean, this is a man who's just so brilliant and had so much life ahead of him. He was actually um, on the well now when, when you say it, it has that taint to it but it was a, the most brilliant show and he was one of the writers the cosby show he mm-hmm. wrote the cosby show on and mm-hmm. wrote that and was on there for i mean the entire run of the show eight seasons nine seasons and it, it, it was brilliant and really had a brilliant legacy that was tied to that show but during that time he he was um diagnosed with parkinson's and it just took him down fast. Um, and so we started Holly Rod because we wanted to support families impacted by Parkinson's. We met people in support group meetings with my dad and we could not believe that we were like, oh, okay, well, I got a TV job. My husband's a football player. We can afford to take care of him. We could not believe the cost of taking care of a patient with Parkinson's. Mm. So many of these drugs were coming out of pocket and out of pocket. So that was the initial start of Holly Rod Foundation. Then, um, because around that time, RJ was about two or three. We were just starting to get that diagnosis, or I was suspecting in my gut that he had autism. Mm -hmm. And so once the autism diagnosis came shortly after that, it took a minute for me to process what autism was, what was going on. Because this was back in 2000, when there wasn't a lot of information, there was no me, sorry, I hate to pat myself on the back, but there was no me out <laughs> screaming from the rooftops. Right. There were no other parents that had platforms that were talking about autism at the time. So I didn't know what the heck this thing was. I didn't know how to process any of it. Um, it was difficult. Rodney was in denial for years and he was playing ball. He was away. It was a struggle. So it wasn't until probably about five or six years into the diagnosis that we started to switch our, or at least share the mission with Holly Rod and to support, provide compassionate care for families impacted by autism as well as Parkinson's. My dream was to build something called RJ's Place, which took forever, but we finally did build it out. And uh, it is a full service, comprehensive job training, compassionate care, support groups, just like a really great place where people that are impacted by autism and Parkinson's can come, can fellowship, can share ideas, can job train, um, and it has been such a blessing, but it took us forever. We got it built. It's in LA and, uh, I'm going to encourage lots of people on February 11th to come by and visit RJ's place and check it out. I'm really I would love to do that. Oh my yes. Lord. We have, to do, we have to do that, Juliet. We do actually, we'll, we'll bring, we'll bring our stuff. We'll bring ourselves. Yeah. We'll bring a field trip down there and it's yeah. really great. I mean, it, when you talk about a labor of love, like it was so awesome to have it there. And then. Um, and we've had a lot of support, lots of support, and especially from the Los Angeles Dodgers, who my, employs my son, RJ, now, which is amazing. I could sob just thinking about it. But um, just local support in the community of RJ's Place 
has helped it grow and provided opportunities for us to continue our programs. Like every other charity, we got kicked in the face by COVID and we were not able to do so many in-person uh, pro programs. And online programs are very different, difficult for the autism community. Um, and so that was a hard, it's been a hard couple years, but we're back. We're going to have Design Care again, our gala, June 18th. Um, and so really excited to be able to run up to our gala with this amazing Fashion on the Spectrum cool. event. Um, and I'm just so thrilled to be able to talk about the things that we've been able to do all these years. That's fantastic. Amazing. I want to add information about RJ's place as well, Juliet. I mean, yes. I think that's so fantastic. And anybody that is in LA, they could take a look. You know, it's really being able to see exactly, you know, where, you know, what's happening and what you're doing and where their dollars are going, you know, so any sponsors yeah. or anybody that is. Yeah. And I, and I would, uh, anybody who wants to come visit, just meet me down there. I'll take you on a tour, show you what it is we do. And so that people know, you know, where their dollars are going. Um, but this has been a really humbling couple of years and we've really had to rely uh, on um, organizations like yours, basically Cynthia to, to really support and help us keep our, keep us going. And so the, it was just nothing but a blessing to be able to be a beneficiary. And But if there's anybody who wants a personal tour of RJ's place, I love giving them. And, and RJ will give you a tour as well. It'll be a little faster than mine because he's a little less patient. Oh but uh, you got to come on by and check it out. He's so beautiful and all the kids are just so beautiful. I just, I just love when I see their faces. I just can't believe it. Yeah, it's it's hard. It, it's hard to like. I don't have any problem like getting older, but when you see our kids growing and pregnant and <laughs> working and college, it's just boy, it just really is humbling to see how these kids have grown. Because all of us, you know, had kids around the same time, and so we we really experienced those early days. And you know, even around the diagnosis time, I mean, Cynthia knew RJ before he was diagnosed with autism. So like. I feel a real connection to a lot of uh, all the women's on off the all the women. I said women's all the women folk and all the people. <laughs> right. Every we all knew each other like That's in right. the early days of our marriages, our lives, Absolutely. our Absolutely. You know, I everything like with you and I and I got to see the twins at a two two days after you got home and you guys were at Rittenhouse Square and I got to to hold the babies, you know, and just to. Brian and, you know, RJ, they're just so, they were just so beautiful and little. And then to see the family grow and then you have your Robinson, you know, and Roman, it's just like, there you are. Look at the Pete's, you know, how did this happen? How I don't, do I, I don't like know. I, I, I was really good after boy, girl, twins. I'm not sure what happened after that. Like, <laughs> right. Sonny was not, so. Right. And then before the show started, um, the reason, um, so when I had my kids and Holly was just married, Aiden just fell in love with Holly and just would just gravitate towards her all the time. And I'm in Aiden's house right now. So she's dipped in real quick to show Holly that she's pregnant. So we got a big kick out of that because she was like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> you know, because the last time I, I, my memories of Aiden are just being this amazing beautiful what was she like six six or five and just hanging yeah. out with my twins and being so good with them yeah just being so good with kids and now look now look right all those kids yeah they grow up together that, is, that was really god cool. bless you same same to you and mm -hmm. i just love seeing aiden I, I can't quite process that i'm gonna need a minute <laughs> that bridge 
later on to really process that. But that is so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So much. Thank you for being with us today, too. Boy, I'll tell you, this has been a real treat. It's such oh. a treat. And and I mean, and also just sitting here, like, I don't know if you guys could see my face hurts. Like I have the biggest grin, like permagrin on, because just to see you guys interact and you could just feel the connection and the love. And it's like, you know, old friends. And so I have to also say, because when Sharice was on, she said, oh my gosh, Juliet and Cynthia, when Cookie is on Fireside with you guys, you have to have Holly actually as the co-host because... <laughs> It will be so fun. So I might, I'm going to have Cynthia reach out and, and, and try to figure that out um, because that would be really fun. And then I also, I hope I get to see you. I know, you know, at the, in, in person in the, uh, at the luncheon, the NFL thread luncheon, um, you know, during that, hopefully that you'll be there and you'll be able to stop by and, and chat with us here. But it's just, it's so just awesome to see you guys again you can just feel the love and i love it's, that it ha- happened love. in philly it's real love it's real authenticity it's real um solidified friendship that just comes from you like we may not see each other you know for years at a time but we pick right back up where we pick left right off yep. and, we, and we have that and absolutely i wholeheartedly accept to to help you maybe co-host with cookie because <laughs> she's a phenomenal woman and I have lots of questions for her. Good. That would be so fun. I love when friends are together because you really get the conversation going. So that yeah, would be you great. know the you know the questions to ask and you know how, you know, what what where the, the real meat is. And so I'm excited for that opportunity. Just let me know. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Because again, it, it's been like a lot of the women, you know, we've had on and Erica and Rachel are in, in the audience right now. And um, it, it's 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 just so cool to see you guys because it is like you said and any you know any woman any man really but anyone that knows like when you have your old friends and friends that you drift apart but then you get back together you just get that feeling right you get yeah. that feeling and, in your and, stomach and julia yep. it's a, just a it's just um, like you said earlier to your point about letting people know what what these ladies are doing it, it's a very unique sorority that we belong to Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain to anybody else what it's like to have your husband out there, whether it's wins, losses, injuries, getting cut. You know, it's it, these are really hard things. And there are only a handful of people who really understand what that's like, because mostly they say, oh, you're so blessed. You have life. You know, your, your kids and your your everyone's taken care of and, you know, you're making money. It's there's so much more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And um, and so to be able to have women that you can talk to and go, can you believe this or, you know, all that. It's just it's very, very good to have this group of women together. And we do need to highlight their work a little bit brighter. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I'm so happy that this happened. And I have to say, because again, coming from the outside and, and coming from a very big sports family, anytime my husband or kids would, you know, boys would say, oh, this person got traded. I remember being, oh, that's so exciting. And I said, after that first interview, um, and it wasn't even with Cynthia, it was, um, and, and I think it was with Tommy. I said, I will never, ever in any sport go yay. I will think to the woman because I have moved not as much as everyone else, but I have moved it, but I've moved by choice and, you know, going, and I always remember you get there and then you're like, Oh, I got to get the doctors and the dentist and, and all of those things. And I can't, and school and and sports, like you got to, even before, like if your kids are in sports, you got to make sure in the friendships. Mm -hmm. And so I got so passionate where that's where I said to Cynthia, I need to have a platform where I can share your guys' story because you 
have such a special bond and you are such a sisterhood and it is so apparent. And I, you know, again, the, the, the out there, what you said is right. Everyone's like, oh, they, you know, they have all this money. And I, I forget, I think it might've been Dominique when she said she was sitting on the couch or it was Rachel sitting on the couch, you know, in their million dollar home with their baby, but being lost. And it's, it's a woman like, you know, all of us women that have had babies or have moved, um, and have lost that, we can all relate. And so we all need to uplift. And that's what I think what right now, you know, and I, we've gotten a lot better. I've always been in that kind of circle, but women need to uplift women and we need to yeah. help and support each other and, and listen and listen to each other's stories and listen to the similarities. Well, that's why it's so great to have these people women because we get it because you're not going to get a whole, and you shouldn't try to get a whole lot of people on the periphery to say, Oh, poor, poor lady. Oh, poor. Oh, they got to be, you know, that's why this, this group of women is so powerful because we all understand and we all support each other. And then, you know, <laughs> factoring when your husband's retired, that's a whole nother movie altogether. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cynthia, I don't know if you know, but like, I, 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 I was glad to retire and just sort of not have that, the stress of, you know, of the whole thing, obviously you always miss it, but I'm still in it because my brother-in-law is the running backs coach for the Cowboys and has been and been coaching for over 20 years. Oh, so around the time Rodney retired, Skip was just getting going as an assistant coach. Right. And I feel like every weekend I'm like, why am I back here again? Why do right. I keep going? Right. Because yeah. my sister-in-law is calling me going, oh my God, girl, can you believe this? And the other. So, I, so I, still, I still feel like a football wife. Like I still yeah. feel like I have something at stake. So anyway, God bless all of you guys and, and everyone listening, the wives that are listening. Um, I see Ashley's on. What's up, Ashley? And all, all the wives that are on right now, um, we, we all have each other's back. And that, that's so important. You know, exactly. it's really important. Exactly. I mean, we all have each other's back. And then being a part of something like off the field is not only do we get to connect, but then we also get out there and we do things and we impact outside of what we're doing professionally, outside of what we're doing with our families. You know, it is, yes, it is a friendship, but it isn't just because, you know, we want to play. Well, I think being a part of the board, it is work and it is good work. It's strong work that impacts others and benefits others. And this year to benefit, it is so personal and it's so rewarding to benefit Holly Rod, it's like right there within the family. Plus, it's just fantastic what you're doing. Besides being within the family, it's just fantastic and important. So Thanks, we're excited. Thank you so much. It's been uh -huh. a great conversation. I cannot wait for February 11th. We're going to have so much fun and we're going to raise funds, but we're just going to really just bring this love, all this love we're talking about virtually. We're going to bring it in an actual room at Santa Monica Place where I have flashbacks of working at Hot Dog on a Stick. We need to have hot dogs on the stick. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that. And um, I just want to say, Ashley said, um, Holly, can't wait to be in LA and raise lots of money for Holly Rod. Yay. <laughs> um, I, so I also just want to remind everyone that YNS Live with NFL Thread podcast Super Bowl series is sponsored by Shutterstock Editorial. And at those events, they're going to be following us and taking pictures and capturing everything that we are doing, which is just amazing and really special. So, yeah. um, you know, I just want to also thank um, Holly for joining us and taking the time because I know you guys, I know you're busy and all the ladies in the audience. I mean, I know you guys, every time I 
go to talk to Cynthia. She's like on another call. Um, Cynthia, you know, once again, for being my co-host and, and yep. giving me this opportunity because it is amazing one. And I love our story and our history. Um, and I love that all three of us, it goes back to Philly, right? It goes back to Philly. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, everyone, thank you so much for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread, live on Fireside. If you were on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitch, we are on our Twitch and um, YouTube. You guys share this, get this out. And again, go over to all of the different, if it's off the field, pwa.org or their Instagram, which is the same, or Holly R. Pete or Holly Rod FDN. You guys can find out information or you can also go to NFL Thread and you can find out all the information on how to get involved in this because this is the other thing. This is giving other people involved. You don't have to be in the NFL community to get involved in this because we all are touched by autism. We are all touched by Park, you know, um, Parkinson. Someone there's, you know, three, what is it? The three people separated. I don't know and I said that wrong, but you know what I mean? Um, we all are touched by these things. So go and do something, go and do something really good because when you do good for other people, it just makes you a better person. It makes your heart bigger. And that's what this world needs um, more now than ever. And I don't want to say that because I don't love to say that, but like more now than ever, we all just need to come together and just do really good things. And one little step you can do is go support Holly Rod right now, because again, you can touch someone's life. So again, thank you, Holly. And thank you, Cynthia and all the women that have joined and wherever you guys are listening. Thanks for joining. Thank you guys, sending love. Yes. And, and Erica said, great conversation. Have a great day, everyone. So again, I'm going to bring the little music up. And um, thank you again All right. so much. All right. See you in LA. Bye, everyone. See you in LA. <laughs>